Nobody's trying to tell you that, though. I just, my point is, I want to talk to guys after a loss. Interviewing after a bowl game loss sucks. But it's, it is. I completely, totally agree. Alamo Bowl, Cheese Bowl, Alamo Bowl. Nobody wants that to be the three-year run for the, for the program. But in the same vein, you also don't want to be not going to a bowl game. And that's ne- Oklahoma has the longest current streak of bowl appearances. Some of you say the bowl season's been watered down so much, that's not worth hanging your hat on. Agree. But I don't think anyone's trying to sit here and sell anyone on this show that listens, Ref Army, Plank Platoon members, that this is some sort of banner-hanging event that we're getting ready for tonight, Josh. At least that's not what we're doing. No, but look, we're going to feel better if Jackson Arnold goes and plays really well. If uh, the offensive line holds up better than expected with mm-hmm. multiple starters out of the equation, and if uh, Oklahoma's defense gets back to playing like, well, the Oklahoma defense we saw in the front half of the season and throughout uh, a, a large portion and important junctures of the Texas game. If we get that tonight, it's almost like we've been spooked out of treating a bowl game like it's important, right? Right. I mean, we, we saw with our opponent last year, Florida State carried it over. Now – it doesn't always happen. It's not a guarantee to happen. But if you ask me point blank, would you feel better or worse if Oklahoma wins or loses? Obviously, I feel better if they win. You know, and I also said because there was, there's always this this group in in any. I and to be clear, I'm not knocking because I'm part of this group, right? Whenever my Raiders are playing someone, I don't care about hearing what the opponent is and what they're about. I just don't. But in this instance, we have a three-hour radio show, and I like this Arizona football team, and I, I find that I want to know a little bit more about the opponents whenever it's college football, and that's just not Oklahoma. That's every matchup. So I completely understand if you're like, I'm tired of hearing about Arizona. But I said last hour, you know, you might not ever see Arizona in football again. But with a 12-team playoff, you could. They're going to – I would say they're either going to be the second or the first pick in the Big 12 next year. You're playing the preseason favorites probably in the Big 12 next year. They've got everyone coming back, and there's going to be a seat. There's going to be a seat at the table for the Big 12. So they're not. They're not necessarily. I think one. We see them here. We never see them again. That's got a chance to be a good football team, and they've got a chance under Jet Fish if they can find the. How much did they lose? Like. Three, $300 million that disappeared, is that right? So they can find that money. I think they're going to be good. True Suter is on hold on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line at 405-329-9000. We'll get back to the text in a bit. Gary's going to slide in here and tell us about all the great things at Cavens. What's going on, True? How are you, man? Hey, happy holidays to you, Plank. Happy holidays, uh, True. Man, you guys you guys really make uh, – I, I tell you, when you guys were off that one day, Tuesday, and I was working, I felt like you were off for two weeks. Um, you guys really make the our, – our options are not very good uh, when you guys are not on the air. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thanks, yeah, Drew. That you means and Josh a lot. Are, Yeah, you and Josh are awesome. Anyway, so I was at the 89 game. I, I don't know if it was Gary Gibbs' second or third game at Oklahoma. I was in Tucson and watched that 6-3 to three debacle uh, that OU lost um, in Tucson. And that, So I, I think back to that game. I saw a news mm-hmm. report the other day that said this is the first time they played since then. I – I could have sworn we played them here 
uh, in the 2000s at some point, Arizona, nope. but I, well, I guess not. But I don't think it's ever if, – if we are who we say we are, okay, if, if, if we're going to go to the SEC and, we're, and we say we're going to compete with Alabama and Georgia and we have a history of seven national titles and we've got all these Heisman Trophy winners, it's never acceptable to lose to Arizona, ever. I mean, you don't see Alabama doing it. You don't see, you know – Georgia doing it. I, I USC, ever... Washington uh, didn't happen for them this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. It's just to me. I just as an OU fan, if we say if we say we are who we are and we're going to go to the SEC, then it's just to me, it's not acceptable to ever lose to them. Because I mean, if we're if we're actually having top five, six, seven classes, and I know a lot of stuff has has happened over the years uh, with the transfer portal and guys leaving for the draft. I just it's just hard for me to accept it. You know, from a from an Arizona team that, I mean, I know they're a lot better now than they were, but you know that's just that's just coming from a guy that's been around for a long time. No, no I, I appreciate it. Thanks, Drew. Have a great day, hey, buddy. Enjoy guys. the game tonight. Right. That is uh, and go one Raiders. perspective. And go Raiders. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't bring that up. I, I'm shocked. I, well, I mean, I, I might have chased him off a little bit. Gary's here to hang out with us. I'm sorry, True. Feel free to call back if you want. Are you excited about the bowl game tonight? I am excited. It's a late night for you. Well, what am I talking about? There's it's always, always a late, late night. night. <laughs> it's always a late night for me. I was driving back from Missouri last night until I think we got back in Norman around 9 from that mold inspection up there yeah so maybe we let's go ahead and start there gary cavens we spend our thursdays for those of you new to the plank show here at uh, cavens uh, disaster response group program that number in your phone at 405-573-3048 uh, in tulsa 918-282-7612 we talk about how you're, you're local but in that same vein you've you've branched out and you you've got regional services you can provide and you guys are up in the in missouri yesterday Yep, we sure were. We were up in Missouri, and we have a team up in Missouri currently. They'll be up there for the next couple of weeks on a commercial mold project up there. They, uh, One of our clients called us that's used us on several out-of-state uh, mold jobs, and they wanted us to come in and take over for another company and uh, get their facility back open and running as quickly as possible. Um, that's at the core of this, Gary, for business owners. That's what this – mitigate the loss that you could have as far as the property damage and things of that nature, but help you get open again. Yeah. Because when you have to shut down for things like this, you're losing money and no one wants to be in a situation like that. No, they don't. They don't. And you know, small business, um, medium sized business, any business that's a business that, you know, is counting on the cash flow to come in. Um, it's crucial to get in and out as quickly as possible and get through the process with as less pain as possible. And, We've been doing this for a long time, and uh, we, you know, we have uh, several different ways that we can make that happen. You know, we're we're here to help uh, the, you know, businesses, uh, business owners um, through this process. And you know, whether it's a local business owner that just has one business, or it's a regional business that has 200 businesses, um, you know, we 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 have experience in both areas, and we can help in both areas. Water flooding your business, fire damage that needs to be cleaned up. They get you back in business. Uh, crime incidents need to be cleaned up so you can open your business up uh, or, or protect your home. Emergency board ups, 24-7, 365. You're ready to help. And I know 
um, water loss response has been something that you've truly enjoyed. Now, you hate it for the uh, business owner, for the homeowner, but with what you guys have been able to train yourself and, and learn how to mitigate it and, and fix it, I know you guys have really excelled in that, and you enjoy it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy learning about it. Um, there's always new, updated, state-of-the-art equipment that we um, are always investing in. I think that's one of the things I really like about it because it's always got new cutting-edge equipment that you can get in there and do different things different ways and um, use new techniques and use new abilities to help um, slim down the the, uh, downtime, um, you know, as much as possible. You know, insurance companies are tear it out, tear it out, tear it out. (laughs) But you can dry it and keep a business open and not just totally destroy a business. You know, insurance companies don't care whether a business makes a profit or not. Uh, They just don't. Um, But, you know, here as the remediation company, you know, uh, the emergency response company, we care. We want to keep you guys open. We want to respond quickly and, and keep the, you know, get it open as quick quickly as possible um but you know that's just that's one of those battles that we fight every day in this industry and that's why there's public adjusters and that's why there's lawyers too and um to help out with those stubborn insurance companies (laughs) and you have good relationships with a lot of the insurance yeah. companies, and I think you even you had, you joked last last week, but it wasn't a joke. It's like you ever want to know about which insurance company you should go with? Give me a call. But uh, it also, I think, magnifies the importance of local and you being local, right? One hundred percent. And let me, I'm I'm glad that you kind of corrected that a little bit because not all insurance companies are bad. Mm-hmm. They're not. There are some great insurance companies that really care about their customers commercially and residentially. And I have those those companies and I'm happy <laughs> to get those out to anybody that wants. But there's ones that just don't care. They care about the bottom line and that's all they care about. You know, they pay their CEO seventeen million dollars, twenty six million dollars and that that's all they care about. So, you know, we want to make sure that our customers not only are taken care of by us, but they're also taken care of by the insurance companies too. Um hey, hey. Take me through why you find it important to keep techs on call. Uh, because in, in when I say techs on call, you're someone that's on call 24-7, 365, too. Why do, you, why do you consider that so important for Gavins? Because emergencies don't stop at 5 o'clock. They just don't. Um, and, you know, it's important to have a live person to talk to so you know that you're talking to a live person. I had a call uh, the night before last where somebody had broken into a business here uh, locally in Norman um, and they needed emergency board up at 2.30 in the morning. The week before, I had a call. Somebody had broken into a business, needed emergency board up. Same thing locally here in Norman. Christmas Day, uh, I mean Christmas Eve, I'm sorry. I'm sitting in church um, and we received a call. I stepped out, received a call, crime scene cleanup. Uh, issues we had to dispatch to that i mean that's something that's horrible that happened uh during that time but it needed to be resolved quickly um and we took care of that and then we also had a water loss too um that happened and we responded to it you know and it you know it, it our guys know that that's part of the job sometimes we have to go out on christmas eve sometimes we go out christmas day new year's eve new year's day uh, that's just part of it um, but we're here 24 7 to help and it's important to have somebody live to talk to uh, when these emergency happens that you know you know you have a point of contact you know somebody's here to take care of you we're here to help you through this process because you don't go through these emergencies every day right we do we understand you know that a you know we understand the process um ABCD, you know, we know what to do and we know how to help you through that and we know how to answer your questions um, through that process because we do this every day. Um, and that's why it's important to call us 
because you're going to talk to a live person, you're going to talk to a local person. You're, you're, it's not a national call center. Um, it's it's not you know an answering service. This it's a live is a person. Haven's representative. You know you might even get me on the phone. Mm -hmm. You might get Jessica VT on the phone. You might get you know Amanda on the phone. Uh, who knows? You might get Lindsay too. So you're always going to talk to a member of our team, um, and they're they're all here to help you. They all mm -hmm. understand that we're here to solve your problems when you have an emergency, whether it's water. Fire, mold, storm damage, crime scene cleanup, um, commercial maintenance. We're here 24-7 to help. By the way, I, I did want to give a quick shout-out. You mentioned your crew, um, and obviously it starts with, with Jessica Cavins, the real boss around here, of right? Of course, of course. She came in and she goes, did we win last night? So I was like, yeah, you got him. See, there she is, the real yeah, boss. she fell asleep. Um, but <laughs> uh, Amanda is always working the phones, and if there's you know a customer service issue to where someone says, hey, I, I need to get someone out. She helps to make that happen, and she she's awesome. Uh, you mentioned Lindsay, the pride of Lawton. You know she's she, <laughs> yes. you, you, she's trained up, and she's got a great personality. Uh, JVT, who runs the maintenance division here, Jessica. Now she'll come over and break your kids' toys uh, if you want her to, or at least allegedly. But <laughs> she she's awesome at her job. You and every single Chris Chris and roofing and and all the guys. The the one thing in common is they understand the goal, but they're all trained up. And it starts, Gary, with you and, and, and the stack of certifications that you've had. It's very important here at Caves, at least from my perspective, as not only someone who gets to hang with you every Thursday, but as a customer, you guys want to make sure that it's done, it's done right, and then there's follow-up to it as well. A hundred percent. You know, I mean, a hundred percent. And we train, train, and train. And we have a lot of people that work here uh, for several years, and then they go off to bigger, better careers. I had somebody, one of our project managers just left for a great opportunity at Tinker, working for Tinker. Um, and he's, I mean, it's it's great for him. Um, and he just took all everything he learned from here uh, to, to take it to the next level and i you know and i know that and i don't mind i don't i enjoy investing in my people that want to learn and want to develop uh because they do great things all right anything else i'm leaving out here no i think we got it all covered i mean we're we're here 24 7 new year's eve new year's day uh if you need us uh we're here to help with water fire mold crime scene cleanup uh emergency maintenance calls um, emergency drain cleaning, any kind of stuff like that, we're here to help. Sounds good. We'll see you next Thursday, Gary. Yes, sir. And uh, Steel Man coming up here in a bit. We'll talk to you yes. soon. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. That's uh, Gary Cavins here at Cavins, Emerg Cavins Disaster Response Group, Emergency Response. They got you covered. When we come back, when we come back, let's dive into the text line. Next, right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. This is the home of Sooner fans with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. 405-329-9000, that's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, or the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line has been hopping today in anticipation of the bowl game tonight, 405-651-3439. So last night I was a guest on a radio show, and they asked me if Oklahoma wins, what grade would you give their season? I, I said there's some people, I'm not one of them. I would give this team an F because they lost to Oklahoma State and Kansas. And it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow night. And in the case of, for this conversation, tonight. And we know those people. Those people, uh, there's also a group that as soon as Oklahoma lost one game, it was unacceptable. Oh, we lost a game. We suck. I can't tell you how many times, and again, 
I want to make this clear. I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with those of you who say it's unacceptable to lose to Kansas and Oklahoma State because I agree with you. It's unacceptable. Now, I would I would argue with you that it's a different Kansas team than the one that we saw with Turner Gill as their head coach. Some of you won't hear that. That's not closing to Vanderbilt. Fine. I, I'm not going to change your opinion. I'm not trying to. Well, th- this year it's not, though. I mean, it, it just it isn't. You're not going to change their opinion, Josh. Good luck. I I appreciate the Lord's work you're trying to do right now, but there is at least I would say I would say probably thirty percent, maybe even forty percent of the fan base will not hear that talk. What? I don't care that they're good. It's Kansas. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny is I think there's people that felt that way about Kansas State for a really, really long time, too. It's like, man, Kansas State is good. It's Kansas State. We're not losing to them. They're terrible. It's just that's the perception that they have. So I gave that – what's the best way to describe it? I gave that caveat. Sure. Right? Hey, guess what? There's going to be – I could sit here and give you a grade, and I can give you a letter, and you guys would be lit up with people that are telling you that you're – uh, your, your guest you have on is a moron because this is a blue blood. You lost two games. You're playing in the Alamo Bowl. You got an F. Yeah, it's a failure. Right. Um, but I tend to be a little bit more of a curve grader, right? I tend to be a little – some might say homeristic. Some might say soft. But – Dylan Gabriel stayed healthy all season long outside of the second half of the BYU game. There was a lot of people that went into this season with the the non-conference schedule being as friendly as it was to Oklahoma that said if they don't win 10 games, then there's a problem. And they went on, they won 10 games. An 11th win, I don't know what that does for some, but it still counts. And Oklahoma would have more 11-win seasons than any program in college football. So with all of that said and all of that precursor, said with a win tomorrow night, get to 11 wins. You beat Texas. You beat a team that's in the playoffs right now. You handed Texas its only loss of the season. It's almost as if that's forgotten. I said probably about a B-. minus. Am I being a soft grader, Josh? You know, B minus was the first grade that popped into my mind too. Okay, I, I've since I think readjusted it to a C plus. Okay, dropped it back just a little bit, uh, and I think that's with or without this win. I mean, to me, this uh, this game in terms of the final grade, I don't know that it has any substance for me. The the, the look, uh, and I'd entertain that debate. I'd be curious what people think if this if this does have any uh, any bearing on how you would grade uh, right. the totality of this season. I mean, maybe defensively, but with what you've got going on on the offensive line, the fact that it's Jackson Arnold's first start, I'm almost throwing the result of tonight out in terms of the way that uh, I'm grading this thing. So, to me, it was not a below-average season. They they won 10 games. They could win 11 tonight. It was a clear step in the right direction from the nightmare that was 2022. We wanted improvement. We got improvement. Now, defensively, the improvement we saw early, it didn't last for the entirety of the season. And you lost uh, at Kansas and you lost at Oklahoma State. That, does, that doesn't sit well with people. So it, it wasn't 
a fabulous season, but it, to me, I, I don't think you can say that it wasn't an above average season. Yeah. It's a good season, but it wasn't above average. It's one I'm very happy with. It's one that I got to interview guys. This is me being very selfish right now, people. I got to interview guys after wins. You know what that makes me, Josh? Makes me a better interviewer. Makes makes me a happier dude. There's I'm trying to think. I've I've been on the Sooner sidelines since the 2011 season. And the it's kind of wild because more often than not Oklahoma's season has ended in those bowl games like the playoffs with a loss because we don't get a lot of opportunities to celebrate because most of the times when you win those bowl games, it's like a catch-22. Right? I'll just go through here. I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, and you help me if I if I do okay. My first year was 11. They won the inside bowl against Iowa. Mm-hmm. That following year, Johnny Manziel did his thing. That was not a fun post game. Um, won the Sugar Bowl. But then they went on a run where they lost in back-to-back years in the playoffs. They won the Sugar Bowl again. All right, now I'm cheating. I found my list. Okay. They won the Sugar Bowl again in 2016. And then they lost three straight trips to the playoffs. Where uh, where did they go in 14? Why'd you bring that up? I was just completely ignoring that. That was the Russell Athletic Bowl. We were not going to talk about that on the show today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, in clips in, in back-to-back <laughs> years, I guess, right? So I, I guess my point is, uh, since I've been doing this in 2011, the seven losses that they've had in bowl games are some of the most painful, painful memories that I have of a season. I mean, that, that Russell Athletic Bowl, Dusty was with us. I don't – Teddy probably has wiped it from his mind. Dusty, Teddy, and I were having to do segments outside the locker room, and it was it was just depressing. I mean, it was literally as, as sad as I've ever seen a football team. Well, uh, Oklahoma got embarrassed. Right. But you take me down on the field that first year in the inside bowl, even though it was Iowa, beaming Brent Venables' interview after that game. You take me to that 2013 Sugar Bowl – as excited as I've ever seen a team, understandably so, right, because everyone was picking against him. Even the Sugar Bowl win in 20, uh, what was that, 16, in Bob's last game. Uh, the Cotton Bowl win. Now, the Cotton Bowl win was a little bit different because uh, we still had COVID restrictions. But do you remember what the what the team did? They sang the Malcolm Kelly rap. It was cool. I called play-by-play of that game, and first time I interviewed Marvin Mims. You know, even even the post-Alamo Bowl in 2021, that was a celebration because it was the passing of the torch. And it was, was Caleb Williams coming back. Those are great memories. And I, I couldn't tell you what their record was in any of those seasons off the top of my head. But I know that bowl game that night, that was awesome. So the whole point of it is, regardless of how you feel about the season, how you feel about the game, how you feel about the matchup, you win those bowl games – that's a great feeling of accomplishment for that, that that team, those players, and everyone involved with the program. And you get to end the year with a dub. Feeling good. And 
it, it leaves us with the conversation of, is there some momentum? It's just a better way for things to close because the opposite, especially when it's gotten ugly or lopsided, man, that's a, that's a tough off season. They've only won five bowl games since 2011. I mean, embrace these, embrace these moments. I'm not, and again, I want to make this very clear because I can see the, the handful of you already starting. I'm not trying to tell you that an Alamo bid, uh, an Alamo Bowl win is the penultimate moment or where you want to be or what you want to be as a program. But this one has a little bit of a different feel because you feel like it's launching an era. It's launching the Jackson Arnold era. It's, you know, this is your last game in the Big 12. You're now in the SEC. You don't need to be told that you're a big boy. You're Oklahoma. You're a blue blood. What, what, have you listened to what Jet Fish has said? We're going to play it coming up in the top five stories of the day. Arizona's pumped because they get to play a blue blood. Like, you know, you don't get opportunities like this a lot. And they sure as heck aren't getting them in the new Big 12. There's not a blue blood in the Big 12 that's left. Oklahoma and Texas are gone. Um, I, I mean, USC is a blue blood, right? But Arizona hadn't had much success against them, and now they're gone out of the uh, Pac-12. That's uh, So my point is, for Arizona, this is a major opportunity for them. So you're going to get their best shot. And you win that game against the Iowa football team? I don't care how you feel about the bowl game, Team 129, whatever it is, I think it's something you should feel good about as a fan. Should it adjust your grade from a uh, a B- minus or a C-plus up to an A? No, we're not telling you that. But in its context, it's a win. And it's, boy, you really got me depressed at the start of this show because you did bring up a fact that is so true, Josh. Tonight's the end of the college football season for Oklahoma in 2023. It's over. Yeah, year two for Brent Venables at OU is done <laughs> after tonight. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, that that was uh, – yeah. I thought like, I could get you in the feels a little bit. I just wanted – you didn't react you did. uh, until just now. You did. I, I, you did. It stayed with me the whole show. <laughs> hey, I, to, I, I, I told you, I love – my favorite thing – I don't know if he's listening today, but my favorite thing that, that Pop would always do when we did the uh, afternoon show on 1430 together is that Friday before the first college football weekend. And, and uh, every year he, he, <laughs> he would totally say – the season's almost over. It's almost like, done. It's, it's got to be done before you know it. And he's right every year, man. Outside of last year. Last year's season seemed like it was never going to end. All right, quick break. Let's hit those texts when we come back. I Again, I don't think that this team is a failure. Some of you are going to feel that way because they lost to Kansas and they lost to Oklahoma State. And that's you and that's your choice as a fan. I think we've learned a lot about a culture that's been strengthened foundation that has been built and will continue to be grown upon and a team that feels like it has a dude at quarterback and as its head coach that can take him to the next level now as toby likes to say we're about to find out quick break we're back with your texts next on the ref welcome back everyone it's the plank show we're with you we call this the ref the home of sooner fans back with you Hour number two, presented by Allison Insurance. Check them out online, allisoninsurance.com. Number to call, 405-745-2900.
888-900-9968. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and so much more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance, helping you and your family for over 60 years. Oh, I uh, I like this off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. If uh, you want to plug in with us, you want to chime in, just uh, toss this into your phone book, 405 405- 651-3439. Again, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line via Burley Boomer Plank. Let me Burley. vent. Go ahead, Burley. I am really getting tired of the meaningless bowl game narrative. Is it for the natty? No. But please explain to me how choosing not to play in a meaningless game benefits a team. I'm okay with opting out if you're a first or second round draft pick in the NFL. I get that. But does momentum into next spring not mean anything? How about loyalty and team? Look how valuable this meaningless Alamo Bowl is for Jackson Arnold and these younger guys. Anyways, there's a rant from an old boomer sooner. Yeah, I I feel like I, I wish – I wish I could just give everyone the login to the text line so you can kind of see the back and forth that's going on right now. <laughs> just on us throwing a few things out there. There's there's times, and I know that uh, who is my who's my caller v uh, texter grader? Who's that? Is that Sooner Finn in North Carolina? <laughs> I, I wish sometimes, yeah, Sooner Finnish in Raleigh, North Carolina. There's sometimes where I wish it was still the old school way where we didn't have a text line and you guys were forced to call in all the time. Or when we didn't have Twitter and you were forced to pick up the phone and call. You know, you kind of yearn sometimes for days like this. Um, but this it's a, it's a fascinating wave. And it's not just about Oklahoma, Josh. It's just that general conversation. What is the importance of a bowl game if it's not the playoffs? Now... That takes an incredibly different leap in 2024. Do you know what we'll be preparing for at this time next year in 2024? Yeah, you know the, what we'll be on the urge of? The quarterfinals. Yeah, 12-team playoff. Right. Here we go. We'll already have a round in the book. We'll be heading to, towards the quarterfinals. We'll have already played on-campus home playoff games. But that? It's so exciting, man. I can't wait. But I, you know, you think that, some of these are a hard watch or that it takes a true what, – what's the sickos committee out there? It takes a true sicko to enjoy these college football games. Can you imagine what it's going to be like next year whenever it's the playoffs <laughs> and what some of these bowls are going to look like and the coaching changes that could take place? It's wild. I'm not I, – I will say this about Texas A&M last night. How much – did you get to watch much of that? I was uh, casually watching. Okay. Um, before we get back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, Brownlow Didney was he the guy that was committed to Oklahoma for a while? And yes. Then ended up, I really like him. <laughs> I really like him a lot. Yeah, He's one of those guys. When you watch him, I know everybody's drunk for David Hicks, and that's fine. I be dig who you dig, but when I saw him out there and that dude was making plays all over the field. And he looks like what a defensive tackle is supposed to look like. How many tackles? And I know I'm going to look at this, and he had like one. But I just, yeah, he had two tackles last night. But he looks the part. He he had two tackles last night. Same amount of tackles as David Hicks did. But it just seemed like he was constantly in the backfield. It's like, who is that beast? You're like, shoot. (laughs) Well, and, you know, 
defensive tackle numbers sometimes can be pretty misleading. I almost felt like calling and asking uh, any collective. It's like, what kind of bag do we have to drop to get that guy? Can we, since everyone else is inducing guys into the portal, what can I do to induce number 99 from Texas A&M into the portal? Because I want him in crimson and cream. And while we're at it, let's bring David Hicks, too. All right, where do you want to go next? This makes me feel pretty good, I have to say. From Gunny of Stutzman's Army. 100% 100 agree with True. It should be illegal for y'all to be off four days in a row. I I texted a friend of ours, and I was like, man, I I really miss you whenever you're not on the air. And their response to me was, I don't really miss not being on the air. I kind of enjoy (laughs) it. I'm enjoying this. But I uh, I miss I miss the show. I need structure because I if I don't have structure, things go off the rail. Like yesterday, and I'm not saying like I'm some sort of degenerate gambler or some sort of alcoholic a, or meth head or anything like you're that. I, a routine guy. I'm a very I want to be a routine guy. Like for instance, let me tell you what I did yesterday when the show was over because I don't have afternoon shows this week Josh when the show was over my job was to reinforce a couple of spots in our chicken coop fence yeah I'm uh, I'm an outdoorsman yeah real man Tommy did, Bacon look out did you buy the coop or did you make it bro let me let me just tell you something about this chicken coop Sarah hired my wife Sarah Hired someone to build this coop. Okay, and you've had okay. a bazillion problems with it, obviously. No, 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 no. No, here's the point. Okay, good. It's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. The dude that built this thing, he he should build cathedrals. I'm not it's it's the most I I am in awe. And then he when he brought it to the house a couple a year ago, two years ago, whenever we got it, whatever, he uh he had a drill and put it together, and I'm just standing there. I'm like, bro, you, you're, like, really good at this. And it's he's like, yeah, you know, my wife makes me do it. It's kind of a side job, whatever. Um, you know what the chickens don't use the coop for? I- anything. They sit on top of it. So we – They don't go they inside? Literally, they don't go inside the coop. No, they'll go in there and lay an egg, but when it comes time to go to bed – they sleep on top of the coop. Really? And the coop the coop is surrounded by a fence that possums and raccoons and things of that nature are trying to constantly tear into. So I got had to go out there yesterday and reinforce it. But instead of getting everything done, you know what I literally did? And part of this is your fault, Jesse G. I'm just telling you right now. I got out there and I looked out. I was like, Ugh. sat on the ladder and I just started looking at Instagram reels. The next thing you know, I've been outside. I'm like, I think I've killed about 40 minutes right now. I need structure. I need my show, right? Because if I don't, I'll just look at all the reels that Jesse sends me, and I'll just stand outside to make it look like I've done something. I'll carry a ladder. I might have a hammer with me. And then if someone's coming, hey, what what what'd you do out here? I'm like, I uh, played on my phone. Pretty awesome. I can look like a real man like Tommy Bacon, but I I don't really get anything once, done out uh, there, Once it gets colder, won't they start no. finding their way inside, you think? No. They're, they're routine. They're, root, they're the ultimate routine-oriented thing. It's crazy. By the way, uh, owls. Owls are beasts. Have you ever had a deal with an owl before? No. I can't say no. that I have. Dude, those dudes are beasts. 
All right, well, I'm sorry. Let's get back on track here. Where do you want to go next, Josh, on the text line? Well, on that subject, 832, I agree with the caller. We shouldn't lose to an Arizona team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Um, it's oh, You know what? They're right. We're not going to lose to Arizona. They're terrible. Here's, that gun even right. <laughs> here's something from Mustang Casey. Isn't Arizona going to be a favorite to win the Big 12 next year? And if they do, they'll be in the playoffs. This, the the perception battle, right? This is not Florida State. Let, let's just call it what it is. So losing this game to Arizona, even if there's positive signs, will not be received in the same way that the Florida State loss was because guess what? There's a little name brand cachet to Florida State, and there's not for Arizona. Right. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Arizona is the team that stinks. <laughs> They're terrible. They, do you know they lost 20 games in a row? But no one wants to point out it was like two years ago. <laughs> and it was over the span of three seasons, I think. Yeah, I just, it's funny. It's funny. Ooh, softball Steve. He writes, you best reinforce the bottom of the chicken fence, dig under and goodbye chickens. There's history. Hey, softball Steve, what do you think I was faking I was doing last night? What do you think I was out there with a hammer and a ladder? Now I had now you say the ladder, why would I need that for the bottom of the fence? You're 100% right because there's a top area that I'm trying to kind of reinforce because we um we don't want the chickens sitting on the top of the fence, which is what a couple of them do to sleep. So yeah, I'm definitely we're If you're going to dig through my fencing now after what I've done, Josh, you're going to need a backhoe to get it done. Take that, raccoons. I love it. Um this is this is funny because this is that mindset that I was talking about from the three-one-three. You can't lose to Oklahoma State and Kansas in football and have a good football season at Oklahoma Sooner football. Sorry, dude. We could be in the college football playoff and lose to those two teams, and it would still be bad. The SEC will not make it any better. Missouri is out recruiting us. This could be a disaster. Good luck. Missouri's out recruiting Oklahoma? Is that happening? Because on these rankings that you guys tell me are the Bible, I see Oklahoma significantly higher ranked than Missouri. Has, has Did Oklahoma get Caden Green? Yeah. DOE's went there and had some success, too. No one seemed to be throwing a fit about that. But I, I, I need to see the numbers where Missouri's out recruiting Oklahoma. And then we can have that conversation. But if you're, te- if you're telling me right now, that if you went to the four-team playoff or even the 12-team playoff, and in that season you lost to Oklahoma State and Kansas but won a playoff game, and you would still consider it a bad season because no. that's Oklahoma Sooner football? Come on, man. Come but, on. <laughs> unfortunately, we don't have that possibility in this go-around. Yeah, and, and then there's and this is that roller coaster I was talking about that makes today fantastic on the text line. Kansas and Oklahoma State both won their bowl games and ended their season with nine and ten wins respectively. OSU was eight points from being undefeated, and in, or, I'm sorry, OU. I was about to say, OU, much more than uh, OSU was much more than eight points. What happened to them in Orlando? Uh, OU is eight points from being undefeated and in the playoff right now. Playoffs. I'm sorry, but as you heard in some fans' minds. Two of those losses, Oklahoma State and Kansas. Season's a disaster. 
<laughs> Season's a disaster. Um, from 918Nate. I like 918Nate. He writes, I think the players are going to be – oh, gosh, we got a break. It's 1053. I'm sorry. I completely lost track of time. Nate, I'll get your text coming up next. This has been a fun discussion and debate today. we got our top five stories today coming up. We're live at Cavens on a Thursday right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the home of Sooner fans. This is The Ref. Real quick, I mentioned this from 918Nate, and, and we're really up against it. Uh, he writes, I think the players will be pumped up and ready to play tonight. I think it would be a bad look if we lose, and I think the players think so too. We're just not supposed to lose to Arizona in football ever. Just my thoughts. Have fun tonight at the game. That's Josh, that went back to the conversation we were having about how people felt when Kansas State got good. Remember when Kansas State got good? And Bill Snyder had him as a – top 15, top 10, top 5 championship caliber team, there is still a very large faction of people that, and even today, oh, I went Kansas State. Yeah, remember any loss that Oklahoma's (laughs) had to Kansas State did not sit well. (sighs) So I just, I, I completely understand it, but I'm here to tell you this is a good Arizona team. You can feel how you want about their program, how their history, and you're right. But this is a little bit of a different bird. And everybody is playing in this game for them, too. Top five stories of the day. We'll continue to get to your text as we are live from Cavens Disaster Response Group on a Thursday, a game day right here on The Ref.